Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna Boyle. I'm your host. I'm the author of many books. The most recent is called Emotional Detox Now. And it's a book that includes my signature cleanse method, which is the process for how, how to feel your feelings, how to process your emotions. I also wanted to let you know that I'm going to be live in July. If there's an opportunity to come cleanse with me live, at a retreat center. It's called Kripalu Yoga Health Retreat Center. And I'm going to be there with author Shannon Kaiser. And together, we're going to provide a pretty amazing transformational weekend, a chance for you to feel more balanced, free, for you to experience some emotional processing, some emotional cleansing, for you to feel more grounded, and peaceful. It's actually called Emotional Detox for Unshakable Inner Peace. So you can look for that on my website, which is sherriannaboyle.com, or you can go to directly to Kripalu website, Kripalu Yoga and Health Retreat Center. So as always, I'm so grateful that you are here today, and I have a fabulous guest lined up, and I'll introduce you to this guest in just a moment. And I want to remind you that at the end of the show, I will give a little information on what's coming up to be cleansed, or at least what's coming up this week to be cleansed, as well as a just us spirit message. So be sure you hang in there right till the end of the show so you can get all you can from what it has to offer for you. So without further ado, my guest is here. Jennifer Crate Solis, welcome to Just Ask Spirit. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, and I just want to take a moment to introduce you to my audience before getting there, just a reminder a little bit, and you, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the show, but Just Ask Spirit is a show about mental health, and it's a show about spirituality. And Jennifer, what I, what I believe is that we can no longer separate the two. I believe that with without spirituality, your mental health can be compromised. Now, spirituality means many things to many different people. And that's why these conversations are important, right? Because it's not not just one thing and it just allows the audience to kind of digest and come come up with that on their own terms, what feels right for them. But that's basically what the show is about. So audience, I want to tell you a little bit about Jennifer and, and why I thought it was important to have her on the show and to have this information for you. So Jennifer is a certified yoga therapist who specializes in eating disorders and body image. You are the founder, Jennifer, of Yoga for Eating Disorders and the former creator and host of Real Body Talk, author, and this is your new book, which is called The Courageous Path to Healing and Body Mindful Yoga, correct? Okay. Um, Yes. Oh, they're two separate books. That's why I just sort of felt like, okay. So the latest is Courageous Path to Healing. Correct. Okay. The last book is Body Mindful Yoga. Is that correct? Okay. Now I've got that. Um, You're a mental health advocate. In addition to working with clients, you lead workshops, retreat. Obviously, you specialize in yoga, particularly when it comes to eating disorders, recovery training, um, and helping professionals. Your website is at yoga and it's the number four, everyone eating disorders.com. So yoga number four, eating disorders.com. So wonderful to to have you here. I am curious about 
what got you on this path. I can take a guess at that, right? By the by your by what you do. Um, but I don't know. Tell us what got you on this path. Sure. Thank you for that introduction. Um, your guess is probably what everybody else is thinking. Um, <laughs> my story, my story is one of eating disorder, an eating disorder journey and recovery. Um, for me, that 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 time began in college um, as an athlete, and then repeated itself, but in new ways. Um, shortly after I um, had my second daughter, so went through a relapse um, in my late thirties. Mm. Um, so the first year it was just bliss. I loved it. The second year, my sophomore year, we, we got a new coach who, um, he was really driven on making us a winning team, which is appropriate for a coach's wish. Right. Um, but he didn't always have the most sensitive manner, at least not for my ears or my heart or whoever I am as a human being. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I tell the story in my book, the very first chapter of where, you know, we're, we're, doing a crew practice and he shouts through the megaphone to our boat, you know, I can tell how hard you work by how your body changes. <sighs> and, you know, sometimes I think, did anybody else hear that? But I know I did. And I felt because I was a perfectionist and a people pleaser and a rule follower and wanted to be the best on the team, you know, I really took that in those words very deep inside of me. Um, and I'm not blaming the coach for, you know, the eating disorder that develops, you know, I think I know now that there were things in my life that were kind of leading up to this happening, but those words and the way I internalized them kicked into gear, this mission to become smaller because aren't we taught that smaller is better, right? Mm -hmm. That if we're going to change our bodies, we make them smaller. Um, and that just put into motion very life-threatening eating disorder. And within a year, I was hospitalized for inpatient treatment, you know, um, and, and began this, this, this journey. How long did it take to get stabilized? Um, and, and do you consider yourself in recovery? How do you, I know different people view it different mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. So how do you view that? Yeah. So, you know, this was a long time ago, right? This was, sure. this was back in college. Um, and, you know, once I hit that, that point where, you know, I end up in the doctor's office and they're calling my parents from school, you know, saying, look, we got to get her, get her help. She may go out, you know, unconscious. I mean, how terrifying for my parents who didn't really know the extent of what was going on because eating disorders are very secretive. Right. Yeah. And, yes, you know, yes. and I think it's important to define that like eating disorders are a way to cope, right? Mm -hmm. They're not a healthy way to cope, but they, they are a way to cope with pain, with trauma, with, um, just, you know, overwhelm and anxiety and, you know, so they're not about, even though it was getting played out on my body, right. Of restricting food and losing weight. And I developed an exercise addiction, right. Even though it was getting played out in that way, um, it wasn't about vanity and it wasn't a diet gone wrong and it wasn't a phase, right. It was like a real, it was a, it was a way to try to cope with what, what was going on with me, which I learned when I went away to treatment, you know, I never really grieved my grandfather's death, you know, going through breakups and the feeling and rejection and abandonment. Right. And the, the family, certain family dynamics that were in place. Right. Um, 
and, and then just my, my wanting to be perfect and mm. putting so much value on grades and the things that were and kind it, of trained to value. Right. And although that there was a, a piece of peace that you got from Rowan, do you look back now, Jennifer, and do you see ways that you were already coping with maybe even perhaps, you know, like you, like for lack of a better word, I'll use your word perfection, you know, coping with, you know, just, just the, the fear of, of not winning Absolutely. and, and Absolutely. all of that. So you look back now and realize, oh, the exercise, sometimes it can cross the line, right? Yes. A, a good thing, even good things, healthy yes. things, yes, like you said, an exercise addiction can cross that line and and people are so used to you being in that way. They don't, it's hard for them to know when that line has been crossed until something occurs. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, definitely. You know, I think in grade school and high school, being a perfectionist and people pleaser really served me. And I guess, right. But then you get to college, it's a whole new set of pressures and stressors and new peer groups and a different phase in life, right? And all of a sudden, those things just stopped being helpful. They were creating a lot of pain. Um, At what point do you think it's, do you you have a sense of when it started to occur? You mentioned the death of your grandfather. You, You mentioned relationships. Was it, do you remember it starting in middle school? I mean, I, do you, could you share any of the research that, you know, I know it's becoming younger, right. In terms of the signs, right. And, and that's, I think important to point out that we are getting very young in terms of girls and boys, um, not happy with their body. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it very much was that event that kicked it off. I mean, until that event had happened, I didn't even really have an awareness of my body or what it looked like. I was just using my body to play sports and have fun and go out with friends. And like, I didn't have what we would call like a negative body image. So for me, it really, it really kicked in at that point. Gotcha. But you are so right Mm -hmm. that, you know, we are finding, you know, I recently saw, I don't know if it was a study or something on social media, I can't recall, but you know, that we're seeing eight-year-olds being diagnosed yeah. with eating disorders. Yeah. Right. We're seeing, yeah. you know, people from young ages being dissatisfied with their body bodies. You know, when I meet with my yoga therapy clients, I have so many that confide in me that, and share with me that, you know, they've, they've been unhappy with their bodies since they were six years old. They felt yeah. not good enough or something was wrong with them. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I think that our, you know, social world that is built on so many of these impossible ideals. Um, and we have such access to comparing ourselves so easily now with, with mm-hmm. social media. Um, and I'm not demonizing social media. I think it has its place, but like you said, all good things can cross a line. Yes. Um, and and then we've, we've created something that is not good for people. Well, um, it used to, it used to be fashion magazines, Jennifer. Sure, I mean, absolutely. you know, back, back in the day, it, it was, it was the fashion industry, right? You open it yes. up and you're basically looking at someone who's starving themselves, right? We know yes. that now we, yes. we're educated enough to know that is not, that is someone who's restricting immensely. What yes. I love about your, you know, and your story and that, and it can, 
uh, it can kind of almost relate to the modeling industry, right? Because it, I bet you're not alone in that one thing that something someone said that kind of triggered it, right? Because no matter, you're trying to be successful, whether it's a model or an athlete or whatever it is, and then someone says something and you're vulnerable, right? You're vulnerable because it's a, it's something that matters to you. It's something that you're, that's so important to you. It's something you love, right? And, and so then it turns into something else. And now, I mean, who, who looks at fashion magazines? Really? Maybe when I go to the doctor's office <laughs> or the dentist, I might pick up one, but I, literally that's like the only time, or um, I know my kids don't look at fashion magazines. It's just on our phones 24 seven. Right. And on the TV, you look at the news now. We don't see the news. We see Hollywood. <laughs> right. We yeah. see, oh, look at so and so in their dress on the red carpet. You're not going to yeah. believe. Blah, 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 blah. And even yeah. I get sometimes a little curious. I'm like, oh, and then I start flipping. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why do I care about this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the reality is that, you know, you mentioned like, you know, the starting models you know, that's just one slice of what an eating disorder looks like. Yes. You know, eating disorders yes. look, you know, come in all shapes and sizes, all colors, all, all genders, um, you know, and, and so you don't have to be emaciated to be suffering. And right. I, I really believe you don't have to have a clinical diagnosis to be struggling with your relationship with food or body. And I think it's important that anyone who is in that place of struggle with their relationship with food and body, mm. you know, is validated in that way and gets support around this. Um, yeah. I mean, mm. we live in a world where I think, you know, everyone's on some spectrum because we've been, we're, we're bombarded with all of this, you know, this is how you sheet and this is how you sheet. No, this is how you sheet. No, this is how you should work out. No, this bad, this bad. Right. And it's like, wow. We lose our ability to know intuitively how to take care of ourselves when we so true when we're just consuming all of that. I, isn't the worst feeling when you see something that says you've been doing it all wrong? Oh, you mm-hmm. thought you thought exercise was the key. Well, that's not it. You thought working out. You thought food. Right? Those those <laughs> marketing. Right? And you're like. I've been doing it all wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. It, it, it really is bombarded. And if you're someone who's vulnerable, if you're someone who's experienced grief, you know, like you talked about, or maybe you just had a breakup, you're in a vulnerable spot. You know, you're like prey. You they love people like you who aren't feeling good about themselves, right? They love someone who's just, you know, at that weak moment where, you know, they're they're up, they're hurt. I mean, if you look back at that moment where that coach said that, right? And and now here you are looking back, what would you say to that part of yourself? Yeah, I would say don't don't even listen to that. Like you know yeah. you hard and just keep doing what you love. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So yeah. you you go your your book once again of those of you that are tuning in, I'm talking I'm talking to Jennifer, who is the author of The Courageous Path to Healing, The Courageous Path to Healing. How'd you come up with that title? Um, I'm trying to decide if I should tell you like the whole story. <laughs> it was, give us, give us I, a I mean, you're, not, you're yeah, an author, yeah. so you understand yes. 
the back and forth with the publisher. Oh, yes. I'm in it right yeah. now, honey. Yeah. I'm in it okay. right now. So, yes. Okay. Know, this, yeah. This was like the fourth iteration of what the title was going to be. And I absolutely love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, it was a stressful coming to the title. Um, but once I found it, I just intuitively knew like, okay, they have to say yes to this. Um, because who, you know, they, they, they wanted, they wanted to stress the negative. They wanted to be called like a tangled path to healing. And I said, absolutely not. Mm. People feel tangled enough on their own. Yeah. Right? We, we know that recovery or any type of healing process is tangled. We don't need that reinforced. We need to feel like built up. We need, we need to feel courageous to do the work of traveling this, this tank, these tangles when they show up. Wow. So that, and yeah, so that's kind of how it came about. So in, in many ways you had to really practice what you've learned, right. To take a stand. I mean, here, you know, it, it can take many forms where someone tells you the way they see it. Right. And you have, and as you become stronger, you say, no, that's, that, that's not it. And I loved because many people, they're just so happy to be published. <laughs> right. They think, okay, I'll do whatever you say. I'm just happy you accepted me. Right. And no, 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 no. You have a say too. Yeah. And, and I, I love, I do love the title. I think that it is a, a very courageous path. And in terms of what do you, how do you think of yourself now? Do you think yourself as in recovery or recovered, Jennifer? So it's interesting. I talk about the language piece um, in one of the chapters of the book. Um, And this, you know, this is the language that, that we use. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it creates a lot of confusion for people. I have people saying to me all the time, like, I don't know, do I say this or do I say that? And I know when I was in the thick of it, um, you know, recovery felt like this destination that you needed to arrive at. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and a mountain that you had to climb to get there. Right. Um, and recovery felt like this, like just this, like very confusing web, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so recovery recovered, what, what does this mean? How do I define myself? And so you know, I use that language because that's the language we, that's common. But for myself, I tend to, to talk about being on a healing path or a healing journey Okay. Um, because I like the feeling of having room to grow mm-hmm. and having room to continue learning. Um, no, I'm in a, I mean, I'm a recovered woman, you know, I'm a, I help other people um, in their, on their journeys. and it wouldn't be appropriate for me to be not walking my talk. At least Mm -hmm. that's how I approach my work. Um, I can appreciate that. And I think that's important for those of us to hear that are listening, because if you know anyone who is quote unquote in recovery, um, it can be confusing if we view them. And I I almost feel like we need to ask, right? I almost feel like it's an, a personal thing. How do you, you know, how do you treat your journey? I love the way you say, I see it as a healing path. I don't resonate with recovery because it feels like it never ends. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's just, it just, I think when you're in the process, it can feel very much like, oh my gosh, this is a mountain I have to climb. And how am I ever going to do this? Because this is so hard. Mm. This is such hard work. It's like a full-time job and it is exhausting mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, so it can feel very much like, how the heck am I ever going to do get there up that mountain? Um, you know, and when I work with my clients as a yoga therapist, like I'm not, I don't ask them, you know, how do you define yourself in terms of your recovery? I just think I, everybody's a whole person on, on some kind of journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, trying to move away from labels and, um, yeah. just allowing people to be on, on their journey yeah. and wherever they are on that day. Yeah. And and when it's life threatening, when it's with when it's severely impacting your mental health, your physical health, mm-hmm. your spiritual, right, your 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 sense of who you are. And I appreciate you reminding us that it is it's work what you're doing right it's yeah. and and when you say that it feels to me like minute to minute is that true for a while it might be moment to moment and mm-hmm. yeah and, and yeah and if somebody is out there supporting someone i think it's i can think we can lose sight of that yeah. that even just existing right even just living can be work. Absolutely. I think this is such an important point. You know, in early, those early months to years of recovery, when you're trying to bring your body back into homeostasis, right? Because eating disorders, you know, all kinds of them, not just anorexia, but also bulimia and binging disorder and and others, they disrupt the body's homeostasis, right? There are a lot of medical um considerations here. So there's the process of bringing your body back to homeostasis, which requires appropriate nutrition. Yeah. Right. And for someone with an eating disorder, this can be terrifying, right? Because in, in the disorder, you develop these rules that you live by. Yeah. And now you're going into this healing process where you're having to challenge all those rules build trust with your body, build trust with the people that you are paying to support you, you know, learning how to set boundaries with people in your life, learning how to ask for help. Um, you know, in, in the beginning, in those beginning times, you, you are doing things that you are terrified of constantly. Because you're basically taking their coping skills away. Because you're taking that foundation away. Of the way they used, the way that they used to, the way they used to cope. Yes. And it's being trying, removed. Yes. Yes. And so you're trying to layer in these new ways to cope that are healthy and sustainable. Right. And mm-hmm. the eating disorder very much becomes an identity. So there's this, the, the, you know, this awareness that the eating disorder is not helpful, but it's part of my identity and I don't want to give it up. This makes me feel safe. This makes me feel safe in control. It gives me power, you know, it keeps, but it's a dead end, literally. Yeah. 
Right. So, and, and you can see why that's courageous. I can, you can see and hear everyone. I am imagining everyone's listening, going, I get it. I get it. Why it's the courageous path. Cause imagine everybody taking everything that you that makes you feel um, like you're in control away from you. Right. Exactly. And, and, and you have to, you have to, you have to trust this and you have to, and you have to choose it. And that's, and, and that's what makes it so courageous. We need to take a quick break. If you're just joining us, I'm talking to Jennifer, the author of the the courageous path to healing. We'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherry Anna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherry Anna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherry Anna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherry Anna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherry Anna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life is centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a spiritual teacher and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of nine books that can help empower lives from emotional detox now, the four gifts of anxiety, to mantras made easy, and the conscious parenting guide to childhood anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio network for more details go to dreamvision7radio.com and click on host for the day reclaim the power of magic for a more purposeful and passionate life with professional astrologer and psychic medium rachel lang discover magic as a spiritual power that's alive within you and experience signs and synchronicities that make you feel less alone and more a part of the whole Mention discount code DREAM for 20% off when you register for the Demystifying Magic Realize Your Power and Shape Your Life workshop at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, July 1st to the 3rd. Learn more at eomega.org. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna, and I welcome you back to the show. And we're talking about a lot of things. We're talking about eating disorders, but I think that people can relate to this conversation, Jennifer, on many, many levels of needing to trust, needing to take the path of courage, let go of what you're, what you're used, what you, what you believe keeps you in control, even though, even though it's an illusion, right? You're a yoga teacher. I'm a yoga teacher, right? You've, you've got this uh, yoga therapy training. I ask all of my guests, how do you define spirit? How do I define spirit? Um, Hmm. And I know you didn't see it coming. So take I didn't see it coming. And I'm she, 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 she didn't see it coming, folks. I did not yeah, warn her. No, so no, that's okay. Her, it's okay. I, mean, take, I think, I think yeah. for me, it's, 
it's listen, it's, it's that intuitive sense inside and listening to that. Okay. So you know, for you, I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's there, but I also, for me, spirit is also nature. Um, spirit is also, um, you know, people coming into my life at the right time. And, um, it could be just someone smiling when I need a smile, you know, I mean, I, I don't have a, a firm definition. I, I feel like it's more experiential. Interesting. So for you, spirit is experiential. It's, uh, it's intuition. It's, it's listening to your gut. And when perhaps when we disconnect from spirit, we lose a part of our, we disconnect from a part of ourselves, that gut feeling that says, this guy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. The mm-hmm. heck does he think he he is off his rocker if mm-hmm. he doesn't think that I'm working hard, yeah. right? This yeah. guy is not playing with a full deck, right? right. He's got a lot of ego, and yeah. you know, for whatever reason, he needs to, you know, this is about him. This is not about me, right? This is about whatever's going on with him, his fear his anxiety, you know, whatever it is, however he's, this needs to happen to give him something, whatever that is, a win, a feeling, who knows, or maybe even a way to cope, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe he's coping as well. Coping with a fear of failure, right? And, And expectations and pressure. It's always amazing to me how these things can run in patterns and, and, and we're all, together. <laughs> Even the people we don't like very much. We're like, you're part of my pattern. Oh boy. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, that's the way it is sometimes. Right. So you're a yoga therapist and this apparently comes along in your path, right. In, in your path of healing and you decide to get trained. So tell us about that piece. Do you feel in, in your knowledge that this piece is a real important piece of the pathway to healing in terms of overcoming a life-threatening illness such as eating disorders? I mean, I'm, I'm clearly going to be biased because I am a yoga therapist and I, you know, I'm very passionate about my work. I think, I don't want to say like, you know, yoga therapy is the thing at all. I think what's important is finding ways to include our bodies and healing our minds. Okay. Right. So yep, that doesn't yep. mean you have to roll out a mat and do a 60 minute class. It doesn't mean you have to put on shorts and go for a run. It does. It can mean much smaller things, right? Like feeling the sun on your face for a few moments, um, putting your hand on your heart and recognizing that you're breathing, um, taking a walk, being some place beautiful, whatever it is right? It's how do we include our bodies in this process of healing our minds? Now, you know, and I know they're not separate. We just talk about them like they're separate. Yes. But the experience of an eating disorder, the experience of a lot of mental pain Mm -hmm. um, and the way we're kind of taught to think about ourselves as separate body and mind, it can feel very, they can feel very separate. Mm -hmm. And in an eating disorder, the body is the thing we're trying to escape, 
right? Mm. So we become very disconnected from it. So I work with clients to, and I don't take the place of a therapist, traditional Mm -hmm. therapist, right? Yoga therapy is the space where we're saying, all right, so you're having anxiety around mealtime. Let's create some grounding tools. Let's create a breathing practice. Let's create a mindful movement, something that you can use as a tool in those moments, Mm -hmm. right? To help you through that challenge um, so that you can then make the choice that aligns with your healing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I feel like embodiment work, somatic work, finding, finding your own way of, you know, um, including your body in in your daily experience um, doesn't have to have a name, right? It's just Mm -hmm. important that we do it. Very, very powerful, Jennifer what you do. Um, and really I I have a lot of appreciation for yoga therapists and, you know, the patience and the training and the knowledge and, and the kind of environment you have to create to really provide that release. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think it's important. I don't think you can separate the two. I mean, it's, it seems when you go through an experience like that, you're like, how do we even think that way? (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) When you learn, when you learn about, you know, like the koshas, right? The layers of the being and you realize like, oh, well, how I breathe directly translates into the tension or the ease I'm feeling in my body. And that also translates into the quality and the, you know, pace of my thoughts and, you know, it's all, it's not separate. Yeah. And so I think what I'm, what I'm feeling and, you know, as you and I are talking about that, I think it is important. And, and I love, again, your book title, if anyone's just joining us, uh, Jennifer's book title, The Courageous Path to Healing. Part of that courageous part is the commitment, right? Yeah. Because you can't just start something like that. I mean, of course you can stop, right? But to really move through what you had to move through and what people you helped move through, you got to, you got to stick with it because you might touch something and then you pull away. Right. And it takes, um, it takes courage. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it takes courage. And I'm so grateful we're having this conversation so that if anybody out there has anyone, you know, who kind of went away on retreat, give them a little space when they come home, (laughs) right? Don't just say, okay, what's for dinner, right? I mean, (laughs) it is, (laughs) it's like doing a year's worth of therapy sometimes in in one session, you know, but but the therapy is great because it can, the talk therapy I'm referring to, because it can just be that also kind of hold you through that process, right? Um, absolutely fascinating. Any any kind of tips or tools that you want to share, Jennifer, with the audience in terms of how do we um, how do we deal with all these pressures and how do we keep ourselves so that we don't you know get as affected by what people say? Because people are going to say stuff, Jennifer. They're going to say stupid stuff, right? And it's going to hit us wrong. So, what do you suggest? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that could be another whole conversation right there, you know, another book when people say stupid things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and I mean, Hey, I'm not perfect at this. And I I don't know if I can answer this in like 30 seconds here, but 
what what's coming to mind and what's coming up in conversations with clients and in my own work is trying to remember like I end and you begin Mm. right and my stuff belongs to me and your stuff belongs to you and if you're saying something that triggers in me this need to compare guilt shame just leaves me feeling bad about myself that's when I have to remember I'm when I have to say to myself you know what I'm going to give that back to you because that's coming from somewhere in you and I wish you well like I hope you get the help you need for whatever you're going through Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to absorb that because I am and you begin and I don't need to take on you and your stuff so setting a setting a very helpful Jennifer very helpful and it sounds like you have to be a little bit assertive with yourself right to make yourself a priority yeah yeah, that, that, and, and it, making that choice that, that I don't need to own that. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't need to take that in. I don't need to take responsibility for that. Yeah. I don't need to make that happen for you. Right. I don't need to make this right. Um, so that you feel happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. it's back to the people pleasing. Yeah, exactly. And and say then like, you know, if those words do get inside me or they get inside of you, mm. you know, address it. Don't let it, mm-hmm. you know, don't let it kind of linger mm-hmm. and burrow and create havoc within yourself. Address it, get some support or journal about it or do the things that help you come back to you mm-hmm. um, so that you can have some space between you and that comment. Mm-hmm. Creating space between you and that comment. And I think that the thing, you know, there's that old saying, your secrets make you sick, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when we, when we hold it in and we don't tell anybody, right. Yeah. And we don't even talk about it, let alone tell anybody else. We don't even allow ourselves to talk about it. Like you said, whether it's journaling whether it's just saying out loud, boy, that was a crappy thing to say, right? Yeah. It's okay, everyone. If you're if you're driving down the road, you're like, that was well, that was an awful thing to do, right? At least yeah. you've externalized it, right? In a way where it's not festering, it's not eating at you. You don't have to cope with it. Yeah. Wow. I love this. And I'm sure your book, I, I know how books are. They're full of wisdom, they're full of nuggets, they're they they're they bear our heart and soul. And once again, everyone, Jennifer's book is called The Courageous Path to Healing. And if you're someone who's suffering from an eating disorder, or you have a friend or a loved one, don't hesitate to, to reach out to Jennifer. She's out there in the world supporting people. Again, it's yoga for number four eating disorders.com. Thank you, Jennifer, for coming on the show. Thank you for a wonderful discussion. Oh, you're so welcome. And those of you who are listening, I'm going to be right back after the break. So hang in there for what's coming up to be cleansed and also a little message from Spirit. I'll be right back. Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org. 
Are you looking for a simple way to stay in shape and care for your emotions? Well, look no further. It's Sherrianna here. And I want you to know I have been teaching yoga for over 20 years. My style might be a little different. I include a little bit of cardio, yoga, breath work, and of course, you're going to hear my emotional detox teaching sprinkled in. People describe my classes as therapy. (laughs) So zoom in and practice yoga with me live on Tuesdays at 930 Eastern or Thursdays, noontime Eastern, where you can take it on demand as I record everything. Go to SherryAnnaBoyle.com, click Explore Memberships to learn more. From the vibrant soul of Sherry Anna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherry Anna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherry Anna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherry Anna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. When we think of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind-emotional detox? With Sherrianna Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of Sherrianna's signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to sherryannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. And now we're at the part of the show where I discuss a couple of things. One is what is coming up to be cleansed and also giving you a spiritual message. So what I want to discuss today in the what's coming up to be cleansed part is triggers. We just heard our guest today, Jennifer, talk about triggers when you get triggered. And I wanted to just put that in emotional detox language. So in the emotional detox, when you're when you get triggered, this is often a sign that you have a, an emotion or emotions looking to be processed. Right. And so what's a trigger? Right. A trigger is when you have a reaction. When something impacts you, when it when it gives you a bit of a charge. And that can be different. You know, triggers can feel different depending on the situation. They can upset you. 
They can trigger a, again, unprocessed emotion such as anger or insecurity or a feeling of not being good enough. And very often it can, you can experience a trigger by a tightness in your body. You can experience by accelerated thinking. And so triggers are a big part of what you're clearing when you go through an emotional detox. So when I came up with an emotional detox, which is based again on a mindset, those of you who are new to my work, emotional detox is a foundation. That's the way I see it. It's a mindset and it's based on core principles, just like anything, just like a family, just like a community or school you might have core principles. Well, the emotional detox has core principles. And one of them is that all your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. I say that every show. And that's my way of reinstating the core principles of an emotional detox. Now, cleanse, when I say what's coming up to be cleansed, cleanse is a process that I developed, a seven-step process. It's featured in all three of my emotional detox books, especially the latest one, Emotional Detox Now, where I provide 135 of them. So when it comes to triggers, that is something that you would cleanse, that you would run through that process. And it really depends right, on how triggered you are. Now, sometimes I can get a little triggered I, I might get a little irritated. I might get a little ping. Something might just hit me the wrong way, right? Triggered is when just something doesn't land. It doesn't land. It feels sometimes like a jab, sometimes like a put down. And it again, it makes you feel kind of shut down. Some people can respond by shutting down, withdrawing. Some people can act out with a trigger. Right, they react. They it really hits something and strikes a nerve, and uh, causes a real strong reaction in people. So, when it comes to when someone says something, makes a comment or something, that's what we were talking about in that conversation. That is what you would. That's what you would cleanse and. You always want to start with that C. It's very, very important that you start at the top. And again, this this cleanse steps are in all the books. They're right there. And you end with the E and you take yourself step by step by step. And it's really important that you follow the steps and that you always start at the beginning and go all the way to the end. Even if you're like, oh, I feel better. I don't need to go to the end. Go to the end <laughs> because you're building consistency. And I think the commonality between a lot of my guests that you're hearing, at least what I'm hearing them say over and over again, especially as we talk about mental health and we talk about spirituality, is you got to trust, right? Developing that trust. And part of how we do that is by building consistency with ourselves, right? You want to be, you want to show up for yourself a hundred percent. So when you cleanse, 
don't take shortcuts. Believe me, I cleanse every day, multiple times a day. And sometimes I really want to take that shortcut because I can, but I don't. I always, always pause and I make sure I go all the way to the end and I go back to the top again. So you clear those triggers because those triggers, they're not bad. They're not wrong. They're nothing you need to manage or control. They are signals that there's something, there's an unprocessed emotions inside of you. That's it. Plain and simple. Don't make it more than it is. It's a triggered emotional memory. That's it. That's it. So, okay. We say, I get it. I hear you body. And sometimes if we ignore those triggers and we don't listen to them, then of course, you know, their body has no choice but to keep piling it up and piling it up. And then eventually it's to scream at us. And sometimes we do develop conditions and or addictions, or we do things that are not at all a reflection of who we really are. You know, we we lose ourselves or we go out of, you know, we devalue ourselves or we take part in activities that really don't align with what we really believe, how we really feel, and how we would really like to be showing up in the world. That happens when we bury. So in terms of cleansing, what's coming up to be cleanse triggers, right? I have found this week, a lot of triggers are going on. When I work with people, I find people are really getting triggered. Again, it's not always bad. Sometimes you've got stuff coming up from past lives. (laughs) If you believe in that, I've been finding a lot of that coming up lately. And again, it's no different. It's just a sign. So you just clear it. Don't analyze it or get into it because you might miss the mark. You don't know for sure where the origin comes from. And neither do you have to know, right, to be able to clear those triggers so you can feel better and you will feel better because you'll be feeling your emotions again. Now, in terms of just ask spirit. So I just, during the break, I ask spirit, I do my little thing and I ask spirit, okay, what, what, do, what do I need to talk about? <laughs> What's the message for anyone here today that's listening? And for spirit, the message was if, if you're listening and you're someone in a little bit of denial, okay, that denial is something that's coming up for people. Now, it could be denying your worth. It could be denying an opportunity. It could be denying and, and think of denial as you're not acknowledging something. So. If you're not sure in terms of what am I denying, then ask yourself, what am I not acknowledging? Right? I mean, like, is there something that is looking to come to completion in your life and you just keep letting go on and on and on and on? And like, you just, you're not acknowledging it. You're just pretending like everything's fine and, you know, we'll get over this and it will, it will pass. Right. That's what denial. And not acknowledging can feel like, and again, that's, you always have a free will choice. 
that it's completely up to you. But spirit wanted me to let you to hear. Some of you might need to hear the message. Now, I know that can be a lot for people, right? Say, oh, thanks. Thanks for the message. (laughs) Now what? Thanks, right? And uh, take a deep breath right now with me. I encourage you to take a nice inhale and take a nice exhale. Make sure that if you're driving, you keep your eyes on the road. And if you're safe, you can close your eyes. If you're not moving, you can close your eyes and you can just relax your shoulders. Inhale and exhale. And just allow yourself to sense and explore and feel, right? Just allow yourself to explore. You could just be denying yourself your your ability to explore, you know, to, to discover. Sometimes when we don't talk about things, it's because we're denying the opportunity to explore something new and different, right? I mean, it is can be uncomfortable. So just breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in through your nose and just start to release and soften your body. Relax your spine. Relax your upper shoulders. And with every breath, begin to start to allow this to percolate. It's going to come up first. Sometimes things get a little tight when they come up. That's okay. And kind of let it emerge. It's kind of like a bubble. You know, if you were blowing bubbles, think of it that way. If you're blowing a bubble, the bubble is going to get big. It's going to get expansive and then it's going to pop, right? And so with every breath, inhale, blow that bubble up. And on exhale, center yourself. And then on inhale, blow it up again, make it a little bigger. You got it. Expand that bubble. You know it can pop and that's okay. It's going to be okay, right? You've seen a bubble pop before. And then exhale, go back into your body, navel to spine, grounding down. And then inhale again. Expand a little bit more. Allow yourself to go out towards the edges of that bubble and allow yourself to go right, right to the edge, teetering where it might not be able to expand anymore. And then it just poof and it just releases. So think of the pop as a release, okay? And just let it go. And just allow all of your body to soften and release. And you don't need to keep blowing that bubble up, okay? You just let it go. And allowing that release, allowing it to dissolve, allowing yourself to open, and allowing that freedom. Beautiful. So now I'm going to pull one of my cards from the Emotional Detox deck. By the way, these decks are available on my website, sherryannaboyle.com. You can go there and get yourself. 
an emotional detox dag. And, and by the way, that was not the full cleanse. I just did a little visualization with you. So that was not the full cleanse. Um, but I'm going to pull a card now, but hopefully you're in that little bit of release mode, right? Let yourself, let your body be soft. And I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a um, one card from the deck. Very often I will pull three, but right now I'm going to pull one. So I've got them here now. I'm fanning this out and I'm going to pull a card. All right. So it's the card of clarity, intuition, focus, clarity, intuition, and focus. So what that means is when you release that denial, clarity and intuition and focus is going to come in, right? So what I'm hearing spirit say is whatever you're denying is actually keeping your focus fuzzy. You're not seeing everything correctly, right? Think of it. When you're in denial, you're not seeing everything through a clear lens. So as soon as you transform that denial and you cleanse it, then you're going to have that clarity and you're going to be more connected to your gut and your intuition. That's a beautiful thing. That's very powerful. Thank you so much for listening. I want to remind you that this segment of the show is being sponsored by livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. You can go there and check out their magnesium. I take magnesium every day. I love their muscle cream, magnesium muscle cream. And if you put in the, the code detox10, you get 10% off because you're a listener of mine and you want to make sure you get that extra 10%. As always, I'm so grateful that you tune into the show. Head on over to sherryannaboyle.com when you get a chance. Check out my books, my card deck, and I'm going to be at Kripalu. Don't forget to check that out as well. And I'd love to meet some of you in person. Until next time, be well. And remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more.